Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. How would you like it if I helped you stand out online for free? Yes, that's right, for free. It's my goal to help you and teach you just how to market yourself. The best way I can do this is through my three clients in 30 Dates Challenge. My challenge will arm you with the tools, the strategies, and the support, and the inspiration to reach more people, stand out from the noise, and attract clients and customers. Filling up to my challenge? It's free. Go to kristamayshore.com slash free challenge. That's kristamayshore.com slash free challenge. I'll see you there. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Immigration Lawyers Podcast. This is going to be a different one uh, than we're used to talking with immigration lawyers, talking about immigration laws. But one thing that's really important to me and I spent a lot of my time on is on marketing, and in particular digital marketing. And I met a, a woman who's really good at what she does, Krista Mishore, who does coaching and training all this stuff as a real estate background and, and has books and all this kind of stuff. So I really wanted to introduce her to the crew, to everyone listening, because it's, I think it's such an important thing to know. And the important thing is, it's not just like you need a, a person who's marketing for immigration lawyers or lawyers in general. You need someone who knows how to do it, how the pipes work and all that kind of stuff. And she knows it. And she helps a lot of people locally as well uh, to do local search, which is such an important thing. Krista, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, John. This is awesome. I, awesome. I actually had John on my show. He did a great job. Uh, fired up with Krista Mayshore. He was, he was amazing. And so uh, I'm excited to be on his. <laughs> thank you. So why don't you let people know, what is your background? How did you, you work background and then, and then how you got into uh, marketing stuff? Yeah, so um, I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. So I used to be a teacher. I taught third grade for six years. I was planning on going into um, administration. And uh, my daughter got sick when she was born and almost died, quite honestly. And so I left um, I left teaching to be a stay-at-home mom. And then I uh, found right after that, my husband at the time was having an affair and uh, was left with two kids and a brand new uh, mortgage payment payment with drained bank accounts. So um, I ended up going into real estate. I thought, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll play real estate on the side here so I can take care of the kids and make sure I can keep the house. And I ended up selling 69 homes my first year and have been in the top 1% of realtors nationwide um, 18 out of the 19 years that I've been in the business. Uh, Fast forward about, um, uh, you know, 17 years, two and a half years ago, I decided to start coaching digital marketing because um, my approach to real estate was very different than most agents. I, I really studied the, the practices of the Fortune 500 companies, how they really met the masses and how they used something that I called engagement marketing, which is serving and not selling and giving value. And um, I started you know, building funnels and creating videos and utilizing social media to make a massive impact. And so now we teach local professionals and quite frankly, anybody, I just say local, so it is more of a niche, but we can teach anybody how to really dominate online um, and reach the masses instead of reach the few. 
by doing things, utilizing funnels and the back end of different social media platforms to get anywhere from, you know, you get hundreds of thousands of eyes on, on your content to get hundreds and hundreds of hours of watch time on videos to really become the uh, predominant local expert or the predominant expert in whatever subject matter that you have. I, I want to back it up. So when you first, uh, you know, one of the things about life is when you're forced to do something like that, it's such a shocking thing. You go and do it. So that, that's yeah. a big effect. Uh, but what, what did you do during that first year that really stood out? Because 17 years ago, internet wasn't as it was. Was it online marketing or no, no, I just did things. I did do some. So I did back then I did some TV commercials and I wasn't, I was never afraid to spend money. I always knew if I spend money marketing myself, I'll make more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so while everybody else was doing black and white flyers, I would do four page colored brochures and I'd take this, a CD and I'd put the CD with all the pictures on, hang it on a box on my, on my signs. And I'd market my listings, um, with professional photography. And as soon as video came out, I was doing video and drone and I would, I basically treated every listing as it was a million dollar listing, even though they were only, you know, $150,000. I'd spend the money marketing the properties because I knew that ultimately that meant I was marketing myself. Yeah. And as soon as Facebook came out, I just was all over learning how to market on Facebook and master Facebook, you know, eight years ago or whatever it was to really, really just kind of, um, to dominate. And yeah being different is the best way to do it, right? In order to be, if you're like everyone else, you're like everyone else. So I tried to niche myself to do, if everybody else was going left, I would go right. <laughs> what were some differentiators you put yourself out as those different than other people? So one of them was I, I marketed my listings on, on commercials. So I would take television time and market them on um, commercials for my listings. Um, I, I would do commercials of myself on video on like the, the uh, movie theater. So I would do a video commercial and put it on the movie theaters um, and that was an expensive investment back then, but man, it, people still tell me, I see you in the theaters, you know, and that's been, <laughs> I haven't been, I haven't been on the theaters for like five, six, seven years. Uh, and then, like I said, I, I would do the, um, I do digital flyers and then mm -hmm. like the actual CD with the CD on the listing with the, with the pictures of like 50 pictures, yeah. black and white, you know, everyone else was doing, I do four page color brochures just always, always different, right? I made sure that I, I didn't just look like everyone else that my marketing stood out because I believe and everyone that's listening and needs to understand this, that everything that you do is a replica as a representation of how you do business. So I knew that the more that I marketed my listings, I'm actually marketing myself, right? And the more that people see all these things that I do, they, they're, I'm like on a job interview, at all times, every single piece of content, my videos, my social media posts, my flyers, my, my sign, everything represents how I work. It's your resume. That's, that's such a great way to put it. Yeah. And you know, at this point, like, you know, you become, when you become famous in what you're doing, people will love working with you because you're the famous person. They've seen your face. Other people have seen your face and that celebrity aspect really helps a lot too. Oh my gosh, there's something called a parasocial relationship. And what that means is that when we were young, we were taught to, uh, because of the television, our brains have literally been programmed to see somebody on the other side of a television or a video and think there's somebody of importance. And we start to, de to develop a one-sided relationship with them. So basically, your community, when you start producing content and you're, con con you're constantly being seen, right? They're getting to know you, to like you, to trust you, and they're seeing you as the authority figure. What starts to happen is they develop a relationship with you. And when you go to meet them, you've already, they're already sold. They're, they're calling you because they already like you. They already believe in you. They already trust you. They already know you're knowledgeable. Now it's just, where do I sign? So 
you know, it's very, very important to continue to produce content. But now when I say that, it's really important to make sure that you're consistently producing content correctly, right? Because if you don't correctly distribute it, no one sees it. If you can correctly distribute the content, you do it on a consistent basis, you're going to make a connection with your community. So you're more likely to convert more clients and customers, period, bottom line. Now, the consistent part, I understand that's so key because a lot of people start for a couple months and they just drops off and they lose that. But when you do correct, you mean hitting all the websites and then putting the right hashtags? What kind of stuff is correct? So correctly, okay, so basically it's almost, first First of all, you want to make sure you do video repurposing, which means you take one video, yes, you get that video transcribed, you put the transcription on Facebook, you run an ad on Facebook, right? It's very important to run an ad, not just boost, and I can talk about that later. Yeah. Put it on YouTube so you get search engine optimization through Google. You put it on your website so you get search engine optimization through Google. Google loves video and so does, so does YouTube, obviously. So the more you put it in all these different places, you're showing up online everywhere where your community is looking. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult to get organic engagement, meaning for you to do a video, even if it was the best video ever, to get like to go viral, it's almost nearly impossible. Yeah, those so days be, are over, except on TikTok maybe, that's about it. <laughs> I know, exactly. And to do, to do that, right, you have to beat the algorithm. So how do you beat the algorithm? You have to pay to play, right? Facebook, if we just, let's just talk about Facebook. If you take Facebook, for instance, the average person goes there 17 times a day. They spend 51 minutes and there's 2.4 billion people on Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook. Now I want to be seen over and over. I can pay Facebook to target people, to retarget people, to put my information in front of people who are more likely to want to watch it, who are more likely to want to click, who are more likely to want to watch a video. And then we retarget them specific relevant information based upon what action they took originally. So we're giving the right content to the right people at the right time. And we're making sure they're actually seeing it right? So you can just post on your business page or post on your personal page. And the only people that see it are your friends and family. You want everyone else to see it. So to get everyone else to see it, you've got to pay to do targeted campaigns and have a strategy behind how you put that content out there. And and not to boost. The boost is uh, burning money. Yeah, boost. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's better than nothing. Absolutely. But you can't, you know, the retargeting and knowing who's seeing what, like, Okay, I'm boosting. What are they seeing? Now, how do I give them more of that exact content, right? How do I bring them down my funnel so they're more likely to convert? You can't do that when you're boosting. So, you, you know, it's, it's, it takes you 10 times longer because you're not being as specific about your, your, your actions. Now, when you do post a video on, on, on Facebook, uh, do you like to upload an SRT file so it just pops up? Or do you like to put the captions on the video at the bottom so they, no matter what, will be reading it? No. So... Um, 80% of all videos are watched without sound. So 80% of people are watching without sound. So you, I don't like Facebook to, to upload the, the words because sometimes they're incorrect. So I send them to rev or happyscribe.com. And then I upload the words so the words show up while I'm talking so that no matter what they're being seen. Um, and you want to get that transcription anyways, because you take that transcription and you put the written words on your website as, and the video on your website, right? As well as do a long form post on Facebook with the words and the video and run an ad. So you, you want to absolutely have the words on there. The, the, the way I'm, I'm talking about is, uh, which absolutely you're correct, uh, but you could upload that file, which puts it on there. But uh, one thing I'm doing is uh, when I create the video, um, I create a video with, with text on the video. So oh, I see what you're saying. That. And I'm like, is that, 
is it not good? Because Facebook on some ads, they don't like having too much text. Too much, yeah. So you have to be really careful. So if there's too much, okay, so here's the deal. Whenever you see an ad, and let's just say there's like the, you know how they have it where there's the words on the top and the bottom, and then you have the video. Yeah. Those those get the most attention. They absolutely stop the most attention more than any other other videos. But Facebook doesn't like too many words. So there's um, there's a feature in Facebook where, I don't remember what it's called, my team does it, but where you can like gauge how much text there is as compared to the video and w- whether or not that's going to pre- underperform or overperform. Mm-hmm. So if you have too much text on the actual video itself that people can see to like grab attention, sometimes Facebook goes against that and your ad might get declined. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, the transcription, I have a team, a person that does that now. I used to do it myself and I was like, <laughs> like it took forever. It's no Too much. Problem. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm now having a team and all of a sudden I realize like yeah, I can do so much more. I'm like 10 xing it now because uh, yes. I don't have to get bogged down by stuff that I don't need to be doing. So it's so important to have that team. In the yeah. So, uh, so you got Facebook. Have you been going on TikTok? Have you, have you jumped on that one? Uh, I'm starting to, but here's the deal. Okay. Everyone, please hear me. So, it's impossible to master all five like platforms, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, I mean, Twitter. And, and before you know, you know, Snapchat, there's going to be another one, right? Yeah. Um, in my book, I, I, I don't even talk about the different ones. I say, hey, go to this resource page because by the time I finish writing the book, so there's going to be a new platform. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I tell everyone is pick one platform and how do you pick that platform? Well, where is your client avatar? You know, the eight, what's the age demographic? If they're younger, go on Instagram and TikTok. If they're a little bit older, like my age, you know, 35 to, you know, 60, go on Facebook. Okay. If they're younger, maybe you go on Twitter. I choose uh, Facebook and I believe for your audience, Facebook is the best audience to go to. And then secondly would be YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. And if you do a video on Facebook, you can do one on, on YouTube as well. So it's not much difference, you know, and hard, but master one and then move on to the next. But before you move on to the next, make sure you continue mastering the first one. So that's the best way to grow. Pick one, learn it, do it well. I always say learn, implement, master, repeat, learn it, implement it, master it, repeat it, go learn it again, (laughs) and then add another platform, but don't stop doing the first. So for your users, I would say Facebook first, YouTube second, right? Um, you know, TikTok's great. And I know TikTok is kind of like what Google was, you know, so affordable. So there's not a lot of people doing it. It's, it's kind of this emerging new up, up and coming technology. They're starting to do ads on TikTok, um, as well. Right now they're just launching that and they're going to be inexpensive. But right now the majority of people that are on TikTok are, are much, much younger. And doesn't mean that might not change. It probably, you know, it probably will, but I choose to, um, really focus on, where my client avatar is and they're on Facebook. And the objection is this, it's to get, you want to own the list. Meaning if any one of these platforms shuts down, if Facebook shuts down, or remember we had before it was MySpace, remember MySpace? And all of a sudden MySpace is obsolete. You want to, the goal of these platforms, no matter what platform it is, is to gather the information of the user. You want to own your list. So let me give you a good example. Um, I have 64,000 people on my list that have downloaded my books or, you know, podcasts or lead magnet or whatever it might be. When Facebook, about a month and a half ago, Facebook shut down my account completely for about two weeks because somebody, there was fraudulent activity on there. If I hadn't had a list, my business would have gone under, okay? 
I sent an email out and I was able to get 452 people to register for a webinar just from my list. Mm -hmm. Now, had I not had a list, so you want to create lead magnets and create wonderful content on these platforms to have people give you their information so then you own that information. You own that list. If that platform goes away, you're still safe. Now, what's the best way to actually get people to want to give you their information? Now, this is where most marketers fail. And let me just say one thing before I, I go any further. I know a lot of your listeners, your attorneys are thinking, well, that won't work for me. I'm an attorney. Well, guess what? I just finished writing this book. It's called The Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook for Dominating Your Local Area. Take the mass, take the guesswork out of digital marketing, maximize your profits, and become the go-to authority in your profession, even in a bad economy. I've interviewed 10 different people, different professions, and guess what one of them was? It's attorneys. Mm -hmm. It's attorneys, financial planners, insurance agent, dance instructors, uh, realtors, lenders. It's everyone. This strategy works for everyone especially for an attorney because people are afraid of you. You guys are scary, right? You're scary. You need to become real and to become human. You need to break down the barriers of people. So the best strategy is actually giving content, as much information, as much value. I call it serving, not selling. It's called engagement marketing. It's what the Fortune 500 companies do. And they just give information and they help and they give tips and tricks, not just about immigration law, but about everything, right? About the community, best places to eat, tips and tricks, hacks, yeah. you know, life hacks, and then accompany that in with the, your, your um, immigration law or whatever law you're practicing or whatever type of attorney you are. And then they start to get to know you on a personal level. They develop that parasocial relationship with you. They see you as the authority figure. They get to know you. They get to like you. They get to trust you. They see you as the authority you're making a connection, you're going to convert. Mm -hmm. So you date before you just try to jump into bed, right? Meaning you don't just say, if you meet somebody at a bar, you don't go, let's just go hop in the sack. No, you, you text them and you hold their hand and you, you call and, you, and then you start, you know, you have a coffee and then maybe you have lunch. And then you say, let's get married. Yeah. You don't get married first. It's the same thing. Most marketers are trying to get people to download their information, download this lead magnet, give me your information, take, give, give, give. No, serve, don't sell. Then they'll convert more easily later. 100%. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure you're on here is because everything I've heard you say from a person that studies stuff all day, like you know what you're talking about. Like every point you said, it's like you're really doing it. A person who knows what they're talking about is saying this kind of stuff. And so for people that don't understand, one is the avatar and the list. Maybe clarify what those mean. No problem. What is the avatar? So, so first let me just tell you this. So basically, everyone, what I'm telling you to do is what I've, I've done in my real estate company and I've been in the top 1% for you know, 18 out of 19 years, okay? This exact strategy, I'm not kidding. It wasn't this, this strategy 10 years ago, but it has been for the last eight. This is the same strategy that I also have used to become known as a coach. And I've went from zero to $7.4 million from entering a brand new industry in 25 months. And I've got four two comma club awards. That means that I've made over a million dollars on four digital marketing funnels. So I know marketing. Like marketing, I study it. I've, ha I've, I've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to coaches to help me learn it. I continue to learn it. I spent over a million dollars in Facebook ads. I know how to market, right? So just know that. Um, so a client avatar is your, is your ideal client, right? Who are you going after? Really understanding and identifying who you're going after and niching in on that client. 
And so soon you're like, well, I don't want to niche too much because I'm scared. No, the more you niche, the more you're going to show up. So the more you produce content around your niche, when people go to do searches, you're going to show up and then they're going to see all your content. So you become the authority. So really identifying who your avatar is. What age are they? Are they married or single? What's their education level? Where do they shop? Who do they listen to? What groups are they in on Facebook? What do they like to read? You know, knowing at what are their pains? What are they what are their biggest pains? What are the problems that they're having? What are their pleasures? What are they what do they want? Knowing all of that and then producing all of your content to actually go after your direct client avatar is going to save you money and you're going to be able to get there quicker because you're speaking to just that one person. So you've really got to know who that client avatar is. And then so that's that. Now a list is like is building a list meaning you're, you're collecting your own email addresses, phone numbers, and names. You're taking people off of these platforms because if those platforms go away, you're dependent on the platform. So you've got to get them off of the platform and onto your email campaigns, onto your, you know, your, your, um, whatever your, your software system that you're using to continue to get in front of people. And you do that by owning their list. Example, I'll tell you, um, this this uh, this week, I just did the same thing. I I I just did a webinar today. We had two hundred and seven people on it, and it was just from my list. I didn't do any Facebook ads. I just emailed people from them giving me their phone number or giving me their email to give them something of value. So I produce lead magnets. One of them is this book, right? And I say, hey, if you want this book for free, I'll give you a digital copy. But I need you to give me your email address so I can give you the book. Now I own that email address forever, mm-hmm. and now I can future market to them. That's what I mean by, by building your list. Awesome. So yeah, it's a direct way to connect. As you said, you're not reliant on these, you know, websites where they control you or they'll go down or they'll change. You're not dependent on them. Yes. And the, and the, and the cost too, like, you know, if you, if you were marketing on Google 15 years ago, you'd spend one cent for a keyword that, that keyword that was one cent 10 years ago is now $500 a keyword. I mean, <laughs> it, it's just same with Facebook, right? You used yeah. to be able to, you know, reach people for a penny. Now it costs you 10 cents. I mean, there's, it's just, there's zero organic reach on Facebook, Instagram, who uh, I think I I barely get any organic. I used to put a hashtag and I'll get followers. Now it's like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so then it leads to funnels. So when did you, when did you learn about funnels and get, get, get into that? This is so funny. So two and a half years ago. So when I sat, I sat two and a half years ago. I was watching a webinar with Russell Brunson with ClickFunnels. And I was like, man, I'm hiring this guy. So I paid $25,000 to join his inner circle. Uh, two weeks later, I'm at the inner circle with Russell Brunson and all and everyone else in the, in the inner circle. And I didn't even know what a funnel was. I was like, funnel cake? Like, what's a funnel? You know, I, I, I seriously am not even kidding. I had no idea what a funnel was. And I learned how to do funnels from Russell. And I studied it, mastered it, and like literally... I mean, hundreds of hours uh, on it. But then I also, le- I learned the strategy about how to make the funnel happen. So you can have a great funnel, right? But if you don't have traffic to it, it doesn't make a difference. So I'm really good at getting traffic, which means people eyes onto the funnel. And that's the strategy I just told you by producing content, giving value, serving, not selling. And then, so I was able to, to uh, earn um, three Two Comma Club awards. That means taking a, a funnel one funnel making a million dollars in 13 months. So we created $3 million funnels in 13 months from the time of, from the time of conception. Now we have four of them and we've done over 
eight and a half million dollars in two and a half years in the coaching industry. What uh, things were, were, what was involved in the funnel? What product or service was there that people were purchasing? So click funnels. So they were either a book, like I've done over a million dollars in my book funnel. So they've right. created a free plus shipping, like free book, right? You pay for the shipping, you get the book. Um, we've done a challenge funnel over a million dollars. And then just like the a high ticket coaching where they come in through my funnel and they then pay me. It's called high ticket coaching where they pay me to actually teach them how to do this. So yeah. people pay me anywhere from 10 to $20,000 to teach them how to do what I'm talking about. Wonderful. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, you make the money back Oh God. Yes. yes. I mean, you get a career out of it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, we have helped people, you know, I mean, I'm not kidding. 60 X their business. Like we've had, we've Mm -hmm. helped people. It's insane. The amount of uh, results that we've gotten. And you know, you gotta be really careful because there's a lot of coaches out there. Most coaches will coach because they can't teach or they haven't done it. Right. I've done it all. So, um, I mean, I I challenge people to try to find a bad review. I mean, there's, they're not out there. Like it's, we are the real deal. I've, I've spent so much money on coaching and my goal with coaching was to make sure that anybody that joined my program could not fail. If you join, if you put the work in and you give it the time it takes, because we have, we have so many coaches and resources and trainings and live trainings and they can walk and they can jump on 15 hours a week of support and they get me two coaching calls a week and I made it to where they can't fail, you know? So, uh, I don't want to sell something that doesn't work, right? It's, yeah. I, want to, I want to, I like to please people. So I'm kind of an overachiever in that area. I like people happy. So um, we've really created a program that is, if you do the work, you're going to kick butt. It doesn't happen overnight and don't ever hire someone who says it will. Um, it's more of like a, you know, our, our golden spot used to be four months. So we, if people follow the program exactly in four months, they were like, oh my God right? Now it's about six months because it's, there's just so much more competition and there's just so much more marketing dollars that people are spending. Yeah. But, but we're, we're getting people in a matter of month one to show up on the first page of Google. We're getting people to get, you know, um, one of my students just said, I got 86 hours of watch time on a video and I only spent $36, 86 hours for $36, right? She's like, it's my best performing ad yet. Uh, you know, so we, we, it happens. It just, you can't stop. And there's a study called change or die that basically, you know, they took people that were going to die and they said, if you don't change your lifestyle, if you don't quit drinking or smoking or eating, you're going to die. Right. And after a year, nine out of 10 people went back to the regular lifestyle. They would rather die than change. Mm -hmm. There was another group that had coaching, accountability, and support. That group, same thing, they were going to die. But after a year, 77% of them, it's called the change or die study, 77% of them were able to change because they had coaching accountability and support. So when you're in a program or a training, that's why coaching is so important with like-minded individuals who are succeeding who, and you have a coach. My superpower is getting people to be, get excited and to push them and to get them to take action, right? We give them the blueprint, but I also give them the mindset training on how to continue to go and actually make it happen. When you combine those, you have success. So the only mistake that people make is thinking they can do it on their own. You know, is thinking like, oh, I can do this on my own. You know, that, that's the only mistake you make. We need help. Like, that's why I had to hire Russell, right? Russell got me, you know, and thank God I, you know, I've given him over $60,000, best money I've ever spent because he's made me, you know, 8 million. <laughs> it's like, why reinvent the wheel? One problem I always had, like when I was in law school, uh, there's these, you know, you, you could get books that tell you how to take the test and book that train you for, for legal stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to study and do it on my own. And my grades suffered when everyone else was getting the top grade, they're in groups and they're getting coaching and they're buying the books and it's not cheating per se, but it's just, you're getting like, you know, the preparation you need to succeed. And so as a bad mindset that I'm fighting and I've, I've really recently got over it, like, Hey, 
get help when you need help. There's nothing wrong with it. Sometimes the help might not be good, but you know, you know, you just go through it. It's like going to a bad restaurant. You don't stop going to a restaurant. <laughs> the food wasn't good. You just find the proper coach and, and the information's out there and you invest and you're investing in yourself. So there's nothing wrong with that. Get a zero interest credit card. They're rampant nowadays. Uh, and that'll hold you over, you know, zero interest for a year. And that that's an investment right there. Why not? And what we tell people is, is like, you know, Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he says there's two types of people and you have, you have your listeners are smart. There's people who buy assets and they are people that are rich. And there's people who buy liabilities and they're poor. An asset is investing, even if it means a credit card, in your own personal growth and development. You're, you're buying an asset, you're investing in yourself. So you're spending the money to make the skill. It's not the opposite way. It's not, oh, let me, let me make the money first and then I'll buy the skill. No, you need the skill to make the money. That's a rich people do that. They understand that concept. Poor people buy, they spend money on credit cards to buy vacations or cars or no, right? So, I mean, I was a foster kid. You don't know me, but I was a foster kid. I spent, I was in juvenile hall as a kid. I spent my last four years of high school in a foster home. I had to pay for my own college. I, you know, no one helped me. I had to dack up $60,000 worth of debt. And um, so I've been investing in my personal self since I made the choice to be a different person, right? And it's been the best investment ever. I've, I've, right now I have a coach I pay 10 grand a month to. Uh, best, best investment ever. He's, he's really saved, he saved my, my company lately because I've had some really major challenges with people, you know, seeing what we do and that we make it look so easy. They're trying to steal our content and go, go coach. It's been crazy things have happened. And uh like they're missing the one. You get, the more you know, the higher up you go on that pyramid, the more attacks and and all that kind of stuff start happening. Yeah. yeah so he's really been helping me, and um, you know, I I love it. Just you know, when you know, to get where you want to go, time is money, and I believe that that time is so much more valuable than money because once you lose time, you'll pay any amount of money to get your time back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, money is replenishable. Time is not. So, like, I had wished so bad I would have found Russell. Uh, two and a half years earlier because I had started to try to coach two and a half years before him and I just couldn't figure it out. Like I, I had the wrong coaches. They hadn't done it. You know, I, I had done more marketing than them and more experience than them, but I didn't know it when I hired him. And then when I, when I found Russell, I was like, okay, he's my guy. And uh, I was able just to just skyrocket my results, right? And so mm-hmm. now um, I'm, I'm a believer <laughs> in coaching. Yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah, so Russell is, is the founder of ClickFunnels. He has the... I'm most innovative marketing system online and that's the future really of marketing. If you haven't read his book, he has a trilogy of books out there. I uh, would just say, you know, or on Amazon right now, go to his website. I think he does free plus shipping or even free. Uh, get the books immediately and start reading them. It's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really, really is. He's a, uh, it's, it's a great, in fact, look, I'll show you. I actually have them right here. Oops. Ah, Oh, <laughs> I got my books right here. Right? Audio, like, the camera just dropped. That's on the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got the, I got the books right here. I, 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 uh, I believe in in him. He's great. So, um, but yeah. And kind of talking like a lot of lawyers, just they're not being stuck up. They have a suit and tie. They're very uncomfortable in talking and stuff like that. They might do the law work well, but the rest is not. But you got to be comfortable in just being a human being. You know, all these books, like Russell Brunson, all the examples himself and yourself. I mean, you open up, you tell very personal kind of stuff about yourself, but it's just, you know, you showing you're a real person. And that's the main thing, just, you know, not being uptight and, and no one's going to hurt you. No one's going to harm you about sharing the information about yourself. But just, you know, you're a real person and, and you're putting yourself out there. It's not just, you know, talking about real estate or coaching. You're putting a whole, a whole human being. And when you can connect on that level, 
uh, you know, that's, that's how you get clients, you know, that's the way you, that's the way it works. Yeah. And people like people, right? Like I always tell everyone, you know, they're so, you know, I think as a lot of attorneys, uh, they're so worried about being perfect, right? Well, you know, people like imperfection. No one likes perfect. Be perfectly imperfect. And that's what people like. People, um, the thing they like about me is I'm really real, right? I don't try to act like I'm something I'm not, you know, I, I, I've made mistakes. I've, I'm vulnerable at times. I'm myself, uh, and people like it. You know, they like the fact, I mean, I'm a, I'm a business coach. I teach Mm -hmm. professionals, uh, how to, and they, they like the fact that I'm real. So don't worry about that. And, you know, don't think it won't work for you because it works for any industry. I taught a girl, uh, to sell t-shirts and she makes made $18,000 in one month selling t-shirts with this strategy, right? $18,000. I mean, selling t-shirts because she was a person and she did created video and content and she helped and then people wanted to buy her t-shirts, you know? So imagine how many t-shirts you got to sell to, like, no, it just popped my head. I think the reason why people are so stuffy when it comes to advertisement and marketing is because it was so controlled for decades that the only, like the Mad Men show, these guys with suits and ties that had a haircut within a certain way, that was the image of how marketing is and who was the person that's going to be a lawyer. But now the internet's opened it up and real people are there and we're realizing, no, that was just like the worst way to do marketing. It was just because they had so much control over it. That was the only way you could do it where firms who could afford it would have these pictures that are just stuffy and like that. Now it's like you put stuff out there on YouTube. I see the top immigration lawyers that are doing YouTube are just a personal brand. Like um, I can name them off, but they're the top people are just, just people talking in front of a camera. It's not the, the, that typical video where you're in a suit and says, I'll get you this. Like, it's just the stereotypes. Those don't work at all anymore. That's, a, that's just getting destroyed, that whole system. Yeah, actually, organic videos that don't have all the fluff, they actually have higher conversions than ones that have all the good stuff on them. Yeah. And a landing page that has a video on it gets 800% more conversions than one that doesn't. 64% of consumers say they're more likely to buy a product or service when they see a video. Guess what? You are a product and you're a service. Yeah. People are buying you. They're 64% more likely to buy you by seeing a video. You get 66% more qualified leads by using video. Now I can go on and on and on, but here's the trick. Here's the trick, John. If you use video and nobody sees it, it doesn't make a difference that you do it. So you've got to properly distribute it to get the eyes on it. Now imagine if you've got like everywhere that I go in my community and now across the nation, quite frankly, because we're, I market nationally, people are like, I know you, how's the market? What's going on? You know, can you teach me about how to do what you're doing? You know, and I'm, I'm at Target or Lowe's or Walmart and people are calling, Hey Krista, what's, you know, they think that they know me, they're hugging me yeah. and it's because they see me every single day. Now I'm amazing at what I do, but I'll tell you, I've lost business in the past because I didn't, I wasn't top of mind. I didn't have a good CRM. I wasn't showing up online where they were and I'd see somebody at Target and they're like, we just bought a house. We're so excited. I'm like, oh great. We well, didn't buy one for me because mm-hmm. they forgot about me. Yeah. We, we can, we, your referrals, your retention, people reselling with you, people coming back to you. It skyrockets when you do this correctly because they are reminded that you're in it. You have to, you make it to where it's impossible to forget about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a, one student and he used to spend his days calling on the phone, three hours a day, calling, calling, calling. He just recently um, got 12 new clients, 12 new clients, eight of them were referrals and he hasn't cold called for over a year. And it's all because people are seeing him all the time and they're being reminded that he's the professional that they want to go to. That, that, you know, one of the first times where I knew uh, online marketing works is I made a post on LinkedIn 
And I got a call from one of my friends from high school and he knew I was an immigration lawyer. We talk regularly, but he needed an immigration lawyer, but it didn't pop in his head that I'm an immigration yep. lawyer. We called five people. They didn't answer their phones. He was scrolling down on LinkedIn and saw my post. He's like, oh yeah, John's an immigration lawyer. And that was a, a friend that's known me for like six, seven years. It's that easy for them. Even family members may forget what you do. That's why you have to remind them, but not in that way of saying, call me now, 1-800, that. That's just annoying. That's just the worst way to do it, which is how most people still do it. It's like, well, just talk about what's in the news or some big sale you made. So people say, oh, look at this beautiful house. It's a million dollar house or this big case I won. Uh, it, it just stuff. Uh, information wise info education yeah and not even that so so you want to mix up your videos with showing like getting people knowledgeable about your about you know law right whatever that might be but then also hello ronald but then also you're so cute then also giving them information about you know the best dog park in town oh my gosh this is the best place to go and, and eat sushi uh best place for a date the best trails in town. You know, you want to interview other professionals in your community or in your industry. I mean, there's, you just, you make it to where they cannot forget about you. I, I call it being a community market leader, right? Mm -hmm. A community market leader is anytime anybody thinks anything about your industry or your community or your profession, they think you. The only way they can do that, like John just said, people forgot, your own friend forgot about you. It happens all the time because people are busy and they don't remember but if you make it to where they can't because they're constantly seeing you and you're, 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 you're dribbling in your profession with hacks and helpful tips and information and these things, then it's like, oh, and he also does this. You don't say, I'm the number one realtor. I'm the number one law person. Nobody gives a crap. What they care about is how you can help them, what mm-hmm. you can do for them, you know, and then they're reminded by what you do by seeing you on a regular basis. It takes us a lot of time yeah. to, um, to, be, to be reminded. So it's like taking candy from a baby. I mean, I just got to tell you, like we teach professionals that just are entering a market, just entering an industry. And within a year, they are beating out the top dog that has dominated their profession for years, years and years and years because they're different and they have exposure and they're known and they're likable and they're serving. Serve, don't sell. And it's just a matter of time before someone quite frankly takes over your position if you are a top leader because you're doing things the old school way right? We're not taught how to market as professionals. We're taught how to get our law degree and how to get our license and how to become an insurance agent and how to become, you know, a divorce attorney. We're not taught marketing, right? Once you get marketing down, it's like- They make, they make marketing sound like it's a sin or something, like it's gross and, and like, oh, sales, marketing, uh, that's horrible. It's like, it's the topsy-turvy world we live in. It looks, it looks bad. But in fact, it's one of the funnest things I have to be able to connect with people and enrich your lives with the information. It's a, it's exciting kind of thing. That's why you're so energetic because it's so exciting and it pays. So I mean, you get fired up. I can understand why you're saying. I do. I love up. it. Because it's so exciting. I mean, I, I, well, I have people in my coaching who like were, were struggling and then within a couple of months, they like, they're just making like that money. And it's like, that was that easy. I mean, it's, they have to put the work in it and do some tweaks here and there. But it's not, it's, it's not brain surgery at all. It's not even that no. hard. It's just doing well, it. And the thing is, is like for you, you're, you know, you're a coach. You, we get our fulfillment by seeing our students succeed. That yeah. bottom line, right? Like when you're a coach, you, if you're one that cares, um, I was a teacher, so I'm all about, you know, helping people. That's how you start to, when you see people succeed, you, you are like, yes, right? Like I've got this mm-hmm. thing on my phone where it's called testimonials. And, we, and you, I could literally, I'm not kidding, scroll for hours just showing you. Because, and that's what gets me excited, right? When my students succeed. Yeah. And, you, and you know it, but it's like 
getting people to believe, first of all, getting them out of their head mm-hmm. and getting them over the fear of it, right? Number one, that's how you look. That's how you sound. That, that's you, right? Um, you don't have to be the, have the personality of me. I detract people that don't like me. That's cool. I, but I'm attracting the ones that do, right? I'm attracting my perfect client avatar. So now my job becomes easier. I like it more because I'm attracting the people that are already liking me. And I'm attracting the ones that don't, which is a good thing. It's just a matter of getting out of your own head, realizing that by you not doing it, you're hurting yourself and others because you're not able to help them, right? And if you're like me, most people that listen to podcasts, um, John, they, they care. They, they want to be the best they can be. That's what they're listening, right? So you're the best person for the job, but Joe Schmo is getting it because he's thinking outside the box or he's just always been that person that everyone refers until you get out of your head and you get consistent and you just start implementing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one student right now I'm working with and he just can't get out of his head because he'll start doing video notes over overthinking and looking down in a way. I'm like, just be yourself. Let's, let's, so I start doing it where we're talking like this on Zoom and I say, talk to me. And then that's normal because he's used to talking to me as normal and then I just record that and I say, okay, edit this, chop it up and put it out there. That's it. It's that easy. And if you do it two or three times, then it becomes normal. The, I mean, the first time, first couple of times I was looking at a camera and a black circle of a camera to talk. I just couldn't do it. I was like, I forget what I was saying. I looked down because I was not used to looking at some, some little hole, you know? Uh, but, you know, after a while, I said, it just becomes second nature. Now I do it all the time. I don't even notice this camera in front of me. I'm just looking and talking. It's yeah. second nature. And then just get somebody, if that's your hang up, get somebody on the other side of the camera and talk to them. Just like what yeah. you just said. That's a great idea. And it's just like anything else. Like you, you know, you can learn anything. You learn to ride a bike. You learn to kiss for the first time. You didn't stop kissing because you bit your first boyfriend. I mean, I, I bit mine in seventh grade. I bit the guy and they called me bitey in seventh grade. I'll never forget. I didn't stop kissing. I, I, I kiss now. I, I fell off my bike and broke my, my nose. You know, I, I still ride a bike. I mean, you will learn and you can get better and better and it gets easier and easier. And what, what takes you an hour to do now in a couple of months, it'll take you two minutes. I mean, really, it's that simple. Yeah, I'm putting out at least an hour of content a day right now. And I'm, ho- I'm hoping to raise it to like three or four and just have like a, a media channel, you know, compete with NBC and ABC, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it, it just could have systems and it's, it's not that hard at all. You know, no. at first, just making a minute thing was hard for me, but now a minute's like a joke. Like that's a well, minute's nothing. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Chris, thanks. I mean, there's so much stuff going on, but thank you so much. If people want to uh, get a hold of your book, what, where do they go to? Because I really do recommend people get it. Yeah, thank you. So um, you want to go to, I'll, you know what, what I'll do is I will give you the link that they can download. So I'll give you a free digital copy of it. Um, it'll be on Amazon soon, but I'll give you a free digital copy of the Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook. I'm t- talking all about digital marketing, client avatars, the sales cycle. Uh, I mean, this will give you a ton of information. It's very conversational. It was written by me uh, and um, a New York Times bestselling editor. So it's a really, really good book. Really, really proud of it. Um, I'll give the notes to... Um, uh, yeah, I'll put it in the yeah. show. We'll put it out, yeah. Yeah, John. So you can just click and, and uh, that way I can get your information. I can start targeting you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, and, uh, it's, a fair, it's a fair exchange. Uh, yeah, I promise we'll get value of it. If you go to buy it online, I think it's like 18 bucks or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, we'll, get, we'll get that to you. And uh, thanks for having me, John. I really love what you're doing and I'm, I'm proud of you because it's great you're getting the message out there. Thank you, Chris. That was, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks so much. Please stay in touch. Stay on the line when we hang up. But uh, again, thank you. And uh, I'll have the, sh- uh, the show notes for everyone to reach out to you. And I do recommend they get on the list so they can get the information. If anything, 
They can see what you're doing in your email list and copy that. What company is she using? Where she puts her photos? What kind of copy she writes? Just mimic yes. it, and that itself is educational. Absolutely. You got you to funnel hack me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on. Have a great day. Bye-bye. In these uncertain times, it's important that we stay positive, focused, and come up with an action plan. This is why I created this Real Estate Agents Crisis Guide. My guide will teach you how to continue to generate business during times of uncertainty and instability, even if the real estate operations have been shut down in your area. My guide offers 30 strategies that you can implement right now. To get my guide, just visit kristamayshore.com slash crisis guide. That's kristamayshore.com slash crisis guide.